What is going on, listeners and fellow Ramley members? Tuning in to a new episode of the We Not Me podcast. I'm Jay, and I got Drew here with me. What's happening? And we're Super Bowl bound, man. Super Bowl. I still can't believe it. Like, it, it's, it, it still hasn't set in yet. And I mean, okay, I we'll talk about it. It ruined it. It ruined a great game. And, and it'll still be overshadowed over the, the great game golf played. Me almost fo- keeling over on the edge of my seat because of Greg Zerline. And this did... <laughs> Not to mention, this dude was injured for what eight weeks? Yeah, we were kicking with Ficken. We had uh, what's his name? We kicked. We, we kicked Ficken out because Ficken wasn't kicking anymore, and we no. threw in Cairo Santos, and then he came back, Santos. and we were still iffy about the dude. And he goes in there, finishes out the season, comes in for the NFC Championship game after uh, kicking some solid kicks, and I'm like, can he? And he do this? <laughs> and what were they averaging decibels even at the end of that game? What was it? 110, uh, 108. 110, 108. And then the first one, I almost had a heart attack because I'm like, right hash, 48-yarder. Starts drifting over to the right. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but then. And then it just hooks. And I'm like, okay, we got life. We got life. And everyone knows the set of events that happened in overtime because even then, Hall of Fame well, quarterback wins the coin toss, and you think he's about to just march down the field. I'm thinking at least three points at that point. The Saints were the first team since they changed the playoff overtime rules to get the ball first and lose in overtime. Mm. Even since they've changed it. No kidding. No kidding. And, and then you, you get that – you. You get you get that turn of events, and they I knew they were mad, so <laughs> they were sending he and McVeigh is over here still doing play action. And I'm like, oh. he almost got he almost got golf killed twice, and golf wasn't about to take no sack, so he was no. he had to throw it. And golf he had threw. to set on a swivel, and the good thing is we didn't get no BS uh, holding calls. Yeah, so we we still got something, even though like. Each one of those plays, at least like two people were free just going after Goff. And, I mean, they hesitated a little bit, but luckily we get that other pass to um, Tyler Higby to set it up um, after CJ almost fumbled and this dude's laughing on the floor. And I'm like, you you almost just gave it back to him. <laughs> and not just that, you lost yards on the way. You didn't fumble, but you still pushed his back a little. Yeah, so you you get that and then you go up. And then McVay calls that quick screen to uh, um, Brandon Cooks. He dropped and he dropped it on purpose. He like swatted yeah. it to the ground. I'm like, that's smart. So at least it gives us a 57 yarder. And I'm like, a 57 yarder in that hostile environment. The snap is on the floor. Hecker scoops it up, <laughs> and the rest is history. And I mean, the ball was through the middle. <laughs> it went through it went straight the down. There was no doubt about it. And he even had some more leg for at least like I I, I would have said what? 61? 61 it probably would have barely made it. 
Oh, it might have been good from 65. <laughs> but all of that, all of that, knowing Ramley, Ramley member, members across the nation just jumping around, enjoy knowing you you made the Super Bowl. Your team, us, we made the we made the dance. They told us it was Super Bowl or bust with all the people that we had is overshadowed by a no call. And yep. now, what are we like? Temporary cowboy, uh, <laughs> cowboy players for a day? How oh, the nation just hates, hates us, us because of that? And it's like it doesn't. Who do you, who do you root for at that? You hate the Rams, and the Patriots are always in the Super Bowl because the AFC is just trash, and that's never going to change. They better be rooting for the Rams, dog. You see all those other fan bases. I got to tweet it out. But you see those other fan bases putting the horns on their logo for us. Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> we got everybody representing. Hey, turn turn your logo into a Rams logo for a, for a day or at least for, for two weeks. Just to rep us. Get that spirit bomb going, baby. Because it's pretty much just everybody against the Patriots at that point. But, I mean... It's PI. Oh, it, without a doubt, it was helmet to helmet too. Yeah. Even uh, Roby Coleman got fined for helmet to helmet because of that play. The yeah, NFL so fined lo- him. Over he it. lost money, <laughs> and twenty six thousand dollars. That's yeah for playoffs. Yeah. Listen, get... I, I don't have that in my in my checking right now, but <laughs> if you told me I had to pay that for the Super Bowl dog, I might be scrambling. I might be trying to liquidate some assets. <laughs> they already getting bonuses and stuff. So I mean, um, one more game, you got a huge bonus as well as uh, uh, your name written down in uh, history. But it's crazy to see how that transpired because of how bad Drew Brees was playing. It, I I don't know if it was just his arm just gave out or was the pressure just too much for him because. If you think of the prior game, um, like I like I even said when the postseason even started, it's all emotional. All these games are emotional, and I, I'll get on Gurley checking out after he Ashawn Jeffrey uh, the ball um, yeah. in the first quarter, and then still defense showed up for that. But we, neither team gave up a sack. Ne- neither team gave up a sack. Um, the last time they played, and people were yeah, even saying this this look like the NFC Championship. So it's almost like it was swapped. The NFC Championship looked like Week Eight. Week Eight looked like the NFC Champion. <laughs> well, I'm or, glad that the 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 winner was flip flopped when it mattered the most, though. Pretty much. So you know uh, the no call. I can't explain. And. I'm not necessarily going to justify how it was mm-hmm. supposed to be out. And it it tran- it's it probably transpired from a bunch of a bunch of things cuz if you ever hear the call from JB Long Apparently, Bill Bill Vinovich's crew is known for letting players just play. Like, if you're going to do all that type of stuff, I'm thinking they're they're just kind of rallying it up. And it's like, if I'm let if I'm letting you get away with certain calls that are crucial, I'm going to let them get away with it. 
Yeah, I'm, yeah, it's been his M.O. Venovich is, always does that. He lets the players decide the game. And, I mean, even then, if you want to get mad, at the very beginning of the week when we learned the crew, yep. there were they were Ram fans yep. <laughs> that wanted that crew out. And the we, petition was the petition was getting up there, but it wasn't going to do anything. Then oh. this happens, and we're in, and the only reason we were doing that is because we're we're zero and eight against his crew. Yeah. Okay, I'll take the eight and one, or the uh, the one and eight. Yep. If that and one is to the Super Bowl. To the Super Bowl. <laughs> Look, all week long, Saints fans mocked us. Yeah. Mocked the Rams. Stop complaining. Stop whining. Oh, blood. Look, they're already trying to blame the refs. Look, even if it's one call, they they kept going back to that first game, uh, week eight when we played them. Or uh. Was it week eight or week week nine, right? I think that was week nine. Well, when we played him earlier in the year, that, that Johnny Hecker fake field goal where he made the first down and they reviewed it and they said no dice, uh, turnover on downs. Oh, you can't say one play is, it makes up a whole game. There was a lot of football after that. Stop complaining. You guys are setting up. Well, guess what? That same crew now, all these salty Saints fans, talking about all oh, that, that P.I. that wasn't called. Now they want to forget about the overtime. They want to forget that Jared Goff knifed through their defense at the end of that game to put us back in field goal position. They want to forget about all of that. And never mind the fact that P.I. or not, you know, that last – after the throw to Teddy Ginn to put him on the what, – what, the 15 or whatever it was? Mm, yeah. The, uh, the big throw to Teddy Ginn that Joyner busted up or yeah. didn't bust up. Um they had on that, the mic'd up, Drew Brees went to uh, Peyton and said, let's play it safe. And Peyton was like, I don't want to just run 55 seconds off and kick a field goal. We're scoring no, a touchdown. And you can see Brees looking at him like, uh. He should have pulled a Phillip Rivers. Like, he really should have pulled a Phillip Rivers and was like, I don't know what's going through your head. Um, going through your dome. I'm going to the Super Bowl, and it should have just probably took over and took care took care of that because it, it still doesn't make any sense to me. And when when Ginn caught that uh, that pass, there was 2:07 left, or actually, it had just hit the two just minute warning, the, so they yeah. were outside the two minute warning, and they could have. That that extra timeout was already gone because I mean it, it was it was horrible because Lamarcus Joyner he should have took care of that that was second and twelve even if you swat it now you got a third and twelve they're likely every time the Saints would uh, be in a third and long situation never never to, uh, I don't think they ever converted what was uh. What was their first downs? I don't know. You're going to have to look that up real quick. But I, it seemed like to me they were, but they weren't really in third and long a lot. They camarded us up and down up until it was third and four or something. Yeah. Um, no, we were even. Dang, really that even? 19 first was, downs. We started off the game real slow. And, I mean, they had uh, three penalties to, or uh, 20 yards for three penalties going going against them 
So our seven for sixty four. Yeah, and then you know, of course, the golf face mask. The there are people thinking that they're doing curb stomps on our players on the ground. Now, personally, for me, outside of the no call, I I don't know if they couldn't put away their emotions for that for that moment, even through the break into overtime. But you'll never necessarily know. I think Drew Brees probably already reset, or he probably already was distraught due to the fact of how Sean Payton was calling that last bit. Okay, it's 45 seconds with no timeouts. It's a hell of a lot better to defend 45 yards than to defend 45, uh, 45 yards with the Rams with a single timeout and a minute and, what do they have, a minute 30 after yep. that? I believe so. After that kick, after the Will Lutz kick, yeah, they had a, um, they had a minute and 41 to get 45 yards. And yeah, we where, where did they go all the way down? We to? only used a minute and 26. We got exactly 45 yards on nine plays. Yep. So, it, it took us, yeah, it took us uh, a minute and 26 seconds. A minute and 26 seconds to get down there. So, we run out of time. They play it right. We ran out of time, literally. Yep. We, we don't have a timeout. We don't have, and... I think in the back of Sean Payton's arm. Remember the first time we played right before half? Didn't we run down like in twenty something seconds to score score a quick field goal? Because mm-hmm. that was the momentum. That no, no, no. I don't think it was a field goal. That was that was a touchdown. Um, the first game. Oh, the first game. Yeah. Yeah, right before half. Yeah, we um, kicked, we I'm kicked saying. the field goal. We kicked the field goal just to get us something. Yeah. But we did that 52 yards in 26 seconds on that drive. Yeah. So our Peyton's thinking, man, I, I I need them to have to get a timeout. I think that's what it was. I think he was looking back and saying last time, it took him 26 seconds to go halfway down the field on us. We need them to get a timeout or a touchdown. We can't leave them with only a field goal to go. And then he does both. He gives us timeouts and only needing a field goal. Yeah, but – Honestly, I, it could have been arrogance or you, you really don't know what's going through a coach's mind in a situation like that. Because, I mean, I can understand leading into overtime, you're distraught. Definitely. 100%. You're distraught. You can't think. You cannot get that no call out of your head. Cannot believe this game is going in overtime. Yeah. And, I mean, even then – I'd have to give credit to the defense because they uh, we showed up. We really showed up in two situations that could have put us in the dirt and had us check out. We lost our captain. Gurley was gone after that, and I people would say he's hurt. I I think he checked out mentally because I think he did too. If you look at man, if you look at him at the end of that game trying to do a press conference and then oh, just when yeah. when they were showing pictures of all the players and stuff you hey you got hey you got Ramley members in the, in the stands in New Orleans crying and stuff <laughs> and you probably got hey, you got folks at home crying and stuff like we actually made the Super Bowl 
and and he was he was an emotional mess and I can't say that I blame him but bro you're the best running back in the league and you gotta win the game yeah, I'm, I'm glad we got uh we we had CJ uh CJ Anderson in our pocket but he didn't go anywhere either they were they were gonna take that away no but we did start running it, we just got down that that's the most yeah, unfortunate part. It was thirteen that, zip. Or, yeah, well, yeah, it was thirteen zip in favor of the Saints. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, how how are we gonna stop them from that? Cause yeah, it was we held we held them for two red zone trips to only um three. To only three points. And that's a win. At least with us, that's a win. Everybody well, especially one of them coming off the pick. They started in the red zone. Yeah. Yeah, they were at the uh, uh, where were they at? They had twelve, the fifteen, the fifteen or the twelve when that Something happened. Something like that, yeah. Uh, well, where'd it go? Uh, but for our defense to hold like that is, you can't ask for anything more. Yeah, they were at the sixteen. Okay. 16. Um, uh, when that got picked off, or uh, Demario Davis took care of that because I didn't. It it almost felt like the Falcons game again from last year. Like when when we turned the ball over, like it was surreal. It was like, nah, there's no way that happened. Yeah, he didn't catch that. Not we again. really turned the ball over. <laughs> and then I started to get mad, and I'm like, nah, there's no way we get out. Like, no, not this way. Not I do it in game. I do it in in upfront fashion, but not no, not like this. So. Yeah. For them to come back from that and keep your team level-headed to just keep going at it and eventually they'll crack is remarkable for McVay and the rest of the staff that that got them like that because that's hard. That, that's that's difficult to really lose your running back to emotion like that. And, I mean, I would say it's going to be concerning going into um, – Going into the Super Bowl, but I don't, I don't think Gurley's going to let that happen to him again. I suspect that if he does let it happen to him again, he'll have a shorter leash. I think uh, McVeigh will be a lot quicker to pull him if if he's acting a fool again. Yeah. So if the jitters are there. So I mean, you compare these stats. I, it's unfortunate. I, it's like I said. It, it 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 like it ruined this game. It it ruined the game in total. But it didn't. It didn't end it. Like it wasn't. Yeah. We still had to fight in order to get that, and we were in situations that probably didn't have us win that game. Yeah, I mean that's the. <laughs> The most unfortunate thing is it's going to live in infamy yeah, because of that will. call. This is our tuck rule. Yeah. They're not going to remember the 13-point deficit. Just like no one remembers the tuck rule, everyone forgets that the Steelers or the, the Patriots had to beat the Steelers the next week. That wasn't the championship game. That no. was a divisional round. And that game went in overtime, too. Yeah. The so, tuck rule game. Yep. No, no one wants to remember all that. People are probably going to listen to this and be like, wait, what? I have to go Google it. Yeah. But when you look, our red zone defense, I think, we, we could have, even with the slow start, had this game not maybe not put away, but um, we would have been up. 
with our for red zone efficiency for red zone offense was better because if you just look at the stats, um, we outgained them by 80 yards, um, 19 passing, uh, 30 rushing. We averaged a whole yard more per play. I mean, we went in there and we dominated. Yeah, and we, we won time uh, of possession. We, yeah, third we down time, time, well, uh, no. time of possession, but third down was even except for probably two more plays on our end. Yeah. And the fourth down one was Hecker just throwing a, like a tight spiral to uh, uh Sam Shields. Die. Yeah, it was That's what it was. <laughs> hey, I, I forget what I was I saw something on YouTube they were like fourth and 10 to win the game, who you trust to throw that that <laughs> that out route? <laughs> Hecker or Blake Bortles? And they're like, oh, Hecker. Mm. It was Chris Sims <laughs> was like, I hate to have to say this, but Hecker. <laughs> UAA. <laughs> Blake did that to himself. Um, yes, he did. So yes, he did. You, you compare the stats. I mean, Goff and Breeze were identical except for um, – Breeze had one more tutty, that's yeah, all. Yeah, he had one more touchdown, and Breeze had to throw to nobody. And there was a crucial thing in that game um, that hit me in the back of my head uh, when um, – uh, what was their tight end's name? It wasn't, um, it wasn't oh, Josh Hill. Hill. No, Josh oh. Hill didn't drop that ball. Um, uh They had to settle – Was it Arnold? Yeah, Dan Arnold. Yeah. You have, I have no idea who that is. I didn't I know who Tommy Lee Lewis or uh, was it Tommy Lee Lewis? He's the one that was the PI. Yeah, I had no idea who that was until yeah, that happened. He was the either. returner. Yeah, well, he's gonna return his butt to the couch. <sighs> Pretty much. <laughs> you know, what I don't get is after that play too. He didn't get up and go crazy. He, he didn't. Just, he didn't sell it. Yeah, I don't even think he thought saying. the ball was coming his way. He was like, yeah, I guess, whatever. I don't even think he knew the ball was coming his way. He probably thought the play would may have been a run or something like that. But, mm. hey, ball went his way and he got tattooed and nothing. So, um, <laughs> and it, it, oh, it, it makes me it makes me mad because it washes so much stuff that happened in that game because <laughs> you can't. You can't avoid it. You can't. You cannot ignore a look. You, you probably ignore an elephant in the room, but if it's glowing, there's nothing you can do about it. So nah, you could ignore the face mask, like on us. Yeah, like that you can't ignore <laughs> that and the outcome that happens after it, despite the fact that it was still in favor of the Saints and they blew it. So. I'll take it though every time. Yeah, I mean that's that made me feel better about it, but I still don't like how it ruined it, and more more and so. Not in the sense like we should have lost, but I mean no one says the snaps fumbled, or we put out our best to block that kick and the kick gets blocked. Um, there's a whole lot that goes into it. There's a whole lot, but the percentage on them winning that game goes tenfold. So, no, you won't talk about the fact that Michael Thomas probably put some more phones under the uh, uh, under the goalpost, and this dude gets shut down to only 37 yards. I guarantee you, if Peters got a pick six, he was looking underneath those goalposts. Who wouldn't? 
<laughs> Who wouldn't? I would. I'd, I'd be like, Thomas, you put a phone under this. I'll go grab the other one. Yep. I'll, get, I'll get fined double time to go grab the other one. <laughs> have That's both cool. phones. My Super Bowl bonus going to cover it, baby. And that... That's overshadowed from that. Um, their best receiver was Alvin Kamara. What we finally you... started punking him at the line of scrimmage. Yep, four, four. Michael Thomas had four catches for uh, for thirty six yards, and he wasn't the think... one to get touchdowns. Taysom Hill, and yep. ja- and uh, Taysom Hill and Jonathan Taylor. Taysom Hill and Garrett Griffin, the only two. We're the only two to get touchdowns in that game, and Drew Brees understood he, your your superstars are gone, except for Kamara, because Kamara can do a lot. He can do a lot with nothing, and Brees knew that. And he got sacked twice, as well as Goff only got sacked once, but their their stats were almost identical except for uh, yards. And those weren't too far off. Yeah, even the completions to attempts. Yeah. I mean, there were one off, same attempts, one more completion for who that? Hey, um, Hecker got a better rating than Taysom Hill. <laughs> we got a better gadget player than, <laughs> than the Saints. <laughs> oh man! So Hecker. you get yeah, you get that, and even though outside of the the Roby Coleman play, I was more mad at Joiner. Oh, one hundred percent. Because. It's Even second if, and twelve, and you know you're, you know you're guaranteed at least a punt, or a longer developing play. With the with the game on the line, that's a four, that's probably fourth down. That's fourth down, um, depending on where you put it. Like if they try to run a draw on us, and get maybe eight yards, might go for it on fourth down. And Joyner decides he wants to go for an interception. I'm like, dude, you're 5'8". And he didn't even jump. He tried to fall into it. Like, you want to look around and see if there's a receiver in your area? The ball's not wobbly. He he thought he was going to get as lucky as John Johnson did at the end for the ball to fall right in his bread basket. I, I, man. (laughs) But even if they make that call on Roby Coleman... I'm still, and we lose that game, I'm still more angry today at Joyner than I am Coleman. Yeah, no, I, it was even, it was even worse on his end because uh, Breeze threw a bad pass. So if the ball is up and we're supposed to go, um, Tommy, Tommy Lee is probably already going for the ball and it's in his hands and he gets tattooed. So yep. this is probably a bang bang play if Breeze isn't throwing a bad ball, because I mean you've already lost your man. You're in the middle of the play, and then you noticed, oh crap, we got a we got a punt returner on a wheel route, and I'm out of position. That ball's already out. It's probably going towards the end zone. Let me just get here, and that's all he can think of because he didn't turn around. He was running full speed, and. Next thing you know, he's there before the ball. And it's like, it, that was a bad ball that was thrown. And yeah. there's nothing you can do about it because, I mean, that that's what transpired on uh, for all of that. 
and we get a no call, and we got more football to play. It's easier yeah, said to do. Man. Like, yeah, we got more oh, football yeah. to play. Go win it. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like I'm going to yeah. erase that out the back of my mind. <laughs> yeah, but you have to. I mean, listen. Yeah, you that. You get paid the moolah, or you want to. That's playoff football. Yes, sir. Can you really put that away? Gurley couldn't. No. Gurley couldn't put that away, and that's the type of stuff. Golf did. Golf was like, oh, man, what what happened to Gurley? And he's like, ugh, you they're probably on the sideline consoling him and stuff like that, but Goff put it away. Gurley couldn't. And that tells you who's who's ready to play in this game. Yeah, you probably the touchdown probably gave him some confidence back, but I mean the one right before half. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe by the time the second half came, McVeigh was just over it. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you're down 13, you're down 13 zip, and you need something, and you're getting ready to punt. No. Let's go down, uh, because it would have felt like the Bears game. No, no, it would have felt like the Eagles game if, um, if Hecker would have missed, um, yes. That punt or the uh, the fake the fake punt to go for the, the first down, punt. or we do that and don't get any points out of it. That was the Bears game, right? No, that also, um that was, that, that was the Eagles game where uh, um no I I'm trying to remember I, it was the Eagles game where he ran for the first down tried uh tried to stretch out or no that was the Bears game that was that was the Saints game. And it was the Saints game. Yeah. Huh. But we did it. It's it's classic Fisher football when you do the fake punt for nothing. Because yeah. we used to do that all the time with Fisher. Because, I mean, that's why we know what Hecker can do. It didn't start with McVay. You know, it started with uh, with Bones, with Fossil. Mm-hmm. And he's a holdover from the Fisher regime. So yeah, you get a situation like that where you do you do something dicey like that, but you come out with no points and you've you've wasted valuable time as as well as momentum. You were getting something back. You were getting momentum back, like we're moving the ball, and you just need something. You just need some points. And the fact that we did that and at least got three out of it gave us pretty much the momentum we needed to finish that game out and to help it even more was. Uh, um, the touchdown within, what was it, uh, what did you say, 40 seconds? You're talking about right before half? Mm-hmm. I think there was only like 15 seconds left on the clock after the tutty. Let's see, second quarter touchdown, 23 seconds left. They took a knee and went to half. We scored 81 yards on seven plays in a minute and 29 seconds. Yeah, we did it in two minutes. That was a perfect two-minute drill. That was a perfect two-minute, yeah. Perfect two-minute offense to set that up. Are we going to stop starting off game slow? (laughs) Is golf going to stop looking mortal? It's it's how you finish because, I mean, it it seems it's hard to just – 
stamp your throat on a team, leave it there, and then just never let up. 28-3. We You only do that. You only do that to cupcake teams. And, I mean, are we really going to do that? Are we... Are we going to be able to do that against the Patriots? No. Well, that's why I just said 28 to 3. It it just we can jump up on them. Yeah, I mean the Falcons did. The Falcons did and the whole staff panicked. Well, what happened with the Falcons was was interesting was they were known as a cover 3 team, cover 3, always cover 3, cover 3. They went straight man in the beginning against uh the Patriots and Brady was messing up. He didn't know what, who was open. He was making blind reads. That's why he had that pick. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, whoa! And then the Falcons were like, "Yeah, man, works." And then they're like, "Okay, they're not going back to cover." The Falcons are stuck in this one defense and start slowly dashing them apart. And the Falcons didn't change their defense. They were like, "Oh wait." So was that part of the game plan all along? And the only person I trust, because what you're getting. What you're getting with the potential um, Patriots uh, um, staff is the matchups we're having is Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels versus Wade, and you're going to get Bill Bill Belichick versus versus Sean McVay. Now I'm about to love every minute of this because both want to prove themselves. Like, Bill's like, all right, well, give me what you got. We've been here before. This ain't nothing new for us. Been here before, third time in a row, right? Yeah. This, is, this, this is where we live. The, the the regular season is boring for us. And, and it's it was even crazy when people were talking about the Patriots were done when uh, uh, they lost a couple of games. Okay, I will say losing to the Lions will put you on notice. But <laughs> this is the Patriots we're talking about. Just follow Miami, the Bills, and uh, the Jets. Just follow them. Ryan Tannehill fell off a cliff, and the Jets got a rookie quarterback, and the Bills still had Nate, Nate Peterman on the roster. So Peterman. <laughs> when you get uh, crap ultimately. like that and you get stuff like that just churning out year after year, give them give them at least the fourth seed. The fourth seed in the playoffs is theirs at least. All they gotta do is just beat everybody else because their division is gonna beat themselves. Every year. I it's even what the only time Belichick hasn't won it was oh two. And then 2008, when Brady tore his uh, his leg off, and the only reason why they didn't win was because the Wildcat was created and no one knew what to do. So the Dolphins got the tiebreaker and won the division. Can I Besides call that, that? Can I call that? Can I can I call that for the Super Bowl? Call what? I'm gonna call that. I have yet. No, I don't know if diehard fans of us would know or followed Gurley. You know Gurley's left-handed, right? Yes, sir. And you know he can throw. I want to bomb the golf. <laughs> I want I want 40 plus. 
something oh, forty plus to golf from Gurley. I just want to call that. Nice. I I want to call that something forty plus is going to golf, and he will catch it. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> where this motherfucker Odell Beckham's it. <laughs> I'm like, why hey, we? Our quarterback lays right now, out for. <laughs> look, look, look. With golf might show Higby how to do a back shoulder fade. Oh and then man, Gurley and Hecker might be in a quarterback competition for the number two spot. Oh no, screw it. Throw out, hey, look, throw out uh, Hecker as Taysom Hill. Just have him line up, line up. Uh, and Hecker is six six. Mm-hmm. How I'm lined up, or guard the quarterback position, a run golf on the jet sweep, (laughs) or or do the the run pass option with Hecker and golf. (laughs) Hey, don't forget about Zerline, too. I know he ain't too big. He's a little hurt. But that boy, he kicked the longest game-winning field goal in playoff history. Yeah, that was was a postseason record. Um, No, uh, when they were saying uh, his foot was hurt, and they said he had a foot strain uh, during the game, uh, it, was it was his before, left foot, right? Yeah, it was his plant foot. It was during those um, – uh, it was in between those two kicks. So it was during the um, – it was during one of the kickoffs. Okay. So he's Gucci. Nah. Uh, when I heard about the foot contusion or whatever it was that happened to him, I was like, somebody stepped on his foot. <laughs> when he kicked the game winner, somebody stepped on his foot. <laughs> I'm like Saints fans. That would be so bad <laughs> that that while they're celebrating and jumping up and down, somebody stepped on the merchandise. No. <laughs> well, so we got the Patriots, man. Um, I've been telling everyone I, I don't want to put too much emotional investment into it because I mean it, it's still Brady and Bill, but besides that, no one else is still on the team. Even different owner for us, right? Oh, of course. Uh, uh, they got it done against the Chiefs. They took overtime also. They didn't have the greatest calls in D Ford. Uh, no, they still they still had. Um, they I wouldn't I wouldn't say it ruined their game just as much as it or as bad as ours. But I mean, no, theirs was an elephant. Ours was the pink elephant. Yep. So yeah. and then. Then they even say, like, uh, both games had crowd controversy. You're talking yeah. about two loud stadiums known for being loud, known for their fans coming up and being loud. The only thing that the Patriots had was the fact that the uh, um, uh, the noise was escaping. So you're in a big old bowl, yeah. but you got the weather to go with you. Uh, somebody was shining lasers. Yeah, in Brady's face. At Brady's face, and I'm like, it still didn't work. Still didn't work, and now you're probably I. I don't know what happens when you get caught for that. You're banned for life, or do you get fined, or both? I mean, they should have banned the idiot with the whistle at our game. Yeah, you, you heard that all game, and they weren't they weren't doing anything about it because it, it, there were probably several times where some people thought the play was dead. Well, yeah, the. What's that dang Saints? SaintsReport.com, I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. They were coordinating um, how to sneak in whistles before the game on the on that forum. Wow. Yeah, that forum got, got called out on it. They uh, they're coordinating how to do it, and they're 
they were talking about which line to get into because they don't care if you bring a whistle in. Like that security guard that checks you in, he'll, he'll let you slide because he's a Saints fan too. And there was a couple plays where we stopped playing, and I was like, no, 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 no. No, that's not the whistle on the field. So. There was even, uh, dang, was it in the first quarter? The I thought the touchdown. I thought punt? the touchdown to um, Josh Hill uh, looked like players thought the play was dead, but ultimately um, Marcus Peters ran into um, John Johnson, and it just left him wide open. And Corey Littleton, Corey Littleton was playing his gap assignment, so he couldn't cut that off. And how do you? How do you tell your players ran into each other and the spot's wide open behind you? So, yeah, that that was crucial on both ends. And I mean, honestly, I was even I was gonna call that Super Bowl, um, <laughs> the the red arrow the red arrowhead redemption game, just to see if if Mahomes would come out with that same fire, uh, um from the Monday night game. I mean, he he scored all the points for us, for himself. He, everyone. <laughs> everyone. He was just the touchdown machine. And I – we got – they might be the new team with the target on their back. We're, we're probably just going to have a target on our back by, uh, by default, just how fast McVay turned that team around. Yeah, and the way he did it, it's like, uh, you know, it, it may, I don't know, man. I love it. You know, people will go to great lengths to downplay if, if we're talking about McVay might be a top five coach right now, right? Mm-hmm. And if he outwits uh, Evil Bill, you got to put him somewhere in there. Oh, he's going I'm on the pedestal. I'm not saying one. That, man, I'm saying, that man's going on the pedestal right? after some stuff like that. But, yeah. like, my, my favorite part is when you talk about him, people want to bring up, like, well, what did McVay really do? He had the franchise quarterback in place. He had uh, all those offensive weapons. And whoa, whoa, don't forget, Goff was a bust. We got mocked. We got laughed at for paying Woods as much as we did. Whitworth was done. He didn't have nothing left in the tank. Uh, Sammy Watkins. Well, that wasn't a great trade, but even the Brandon Cooks trade, the Rams gave up a first, and they got to pay him. Mm-hmm. Like, don't forget, the teams. Um, you know, uh, Jerry Jones, the, the owner of the Redskins, what's his name, uh, Snyder, mm-hmm. they wish they could build teams in the in one offseason like McVay and his staff has built and Snead has built, right? The signing free agents and trading your draft picks away for players you got to pay is not a winnable formation or format. That never works. No. But it does if you sign the right players – if you and, know what you're scouting, this this is a testament to um, Sneed's ability to pick up people and communicate with all the uh, coaching staff. Like, uh, you and I talked years prior. I think we started this, I think we started that around Fisher's second year. Uh, was when Sneed didn't have an option in the first round? Yeah, it was almost like him, uh, Sneed, and uh, Fisher were actually – actually going at it i think they'll never admit to that and i wouldn't say sneed went behind fisher and was like cronky you gotta get rid of him we're not gonna survive another year with this 
um, we're not getting to the stadium. And we need to get to the stadium with with wins, winning seasons, and just something different. I got this Ferrari built, and this dude doesn't even know how to uh, put the car to drive. drive a stick. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, I mean, prior to McVeigh showing up in the little, it was, it was little acquisitions that were crucial that that we made that that was just slight um <clears throat> to the uh to the roster that just bolstered it from what it was i mean if we would have kept the same line and kept people at the wrong areas saffold would have been hurt again again i one thing i will have to look at is did um did we keep the same medical staff or was everybody cleared except for special teams and Gurley asked McVeigh personally, can you keep my running, uh, back. running back coach? I think McVeigh brought his own guys in. So the medical staff or uh, strength and conditioning staff and medical staff were, uh, were all new. And I think, wasn't that the ultimate decision maker on why Sue joined with us? Despite the fact, I think he said two other teams um, uh, offered more money. I don't remember him saying why. Because uh, his strength and conditioning coach is with us. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't remember him saying that. Yeah, I, I don't either, but I do think I remember hearing something about that. Uh, I don't know if he was his, um, his strength coach at uh, Nebraska or with the Lions. Hmm. Or with the Dolphins, maybe. I think it was with the Lions, but you 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 put all, you put all well at least you put all those people in for, for this run. You're you're trying to make the run, but you needed something. You needed a foundation that first year, and I mean you're coming off like you said, golf was labeled a bust. It was yeah. like Carson Wentz is the future. Goff ain't got no business being the first overall pick. Carson Wentz, it was Dak. Dak attack. Yeah, Dak, Dak was supposed to be the steal. Um, he was the Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Third round, you know. And then Gurley, Gurley's average was running into a brick wall before he even got the ball. Oh, he had the new Trent Richardson. And he was being called the new Trent Richardson. He was, he was going to get beat into submission. And <clears throat> Fisher... Fisher was ready to Eddie George him. He was going to. He was going to, regardless. That was and the plan. Gurley probably, one more year, probably won it out. Yeah, he would have checked out. Yeah, he would have checked out and won it out, talking about, hey, trade me. I'm not playing for this dude anymore. So uh, we were a year out from disaster, if not already in it. <clears throat> and imagine if we still had the Fisherman. And the Chargers went on to – I know they got beat down by the Patriots, but we're not making the playoffs with Fisher, man. We're probably looking for a new quarterback already, yep. the way Jeff Fisher did things. And the Chargers just made the the playoffs. We'd be looking like uh, the number two right now. It wouldn't be good. No. And then even, even with those new acquisitions for last year and turning the team around, making them to the playoffs and – Unfortunately, losing to the uh, um, defending 
NFC champions. Yeah. We had a healthy roster with no depth. All we could get was just to fix the starters. That's it. We couldn't yeah. get anybody else behind them. Yeah. And it, it was crucial. It was actually crucial in uh, um, a series of games because, I mean, if you're talking about the wild card round, um, uh, in our run to come back, we lost Brockers. Yep. Defensive line, gone. We had no one else. That's it. That's it. And people forget, like you said, we just had starters. Like when Webster, when Kayvon Webster went down last year, and then True got hurt too, that Viking game, that's when that got got ugly. Yeah, it really got then, blown out of proportion because uh, Adam Thielen torched um, Dominic Hatfield. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we ran a zero zone. <laughs> all zero. out. Cover zero, zero zone. But, uh, I mean, we were grasping at straws in McVay's first year. We The, the Rams signed Lance Dunbar, and then we're like, oh, wait, he, he ain't even healthy. What do you have, like two carries for us? Yeah. Like, eh, he didn't do nothing. But we were grasping at straws. We just needed something, somebody. McVay knew what his scheme, what his system needs. And he didn't care if – People laughed at Robert Woods getting paid that much money. He said, Robert Woods is that kind of player that I need. You know, Corey Davis got drafted number four, four overall with our first-round pick that we traded to the Titans. And he's been outshadowed by Cooper Cup, what, tenfold? In a season and a half, Cooper Cup has, what, five times the stats as him? Oh, of course. And he's only played a season and a half? So McVay, Sneed, they're on the same wavelength, and it's – I don't know how old Snead is, but when you see a young coach with a young quarterback, and if Snead is young enough to stay around for a while, we might be the next, the next uh, dynasty. Yeah, um, that's that's crazy. That's crazy to say that 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 could be passed as um, the changing of the guard. But it's, you know a lot. Last year was supposed to be when the Eagles beat them. It was a changing of the guard. No, Belichick was Belichick was setting something. He was setting an example of something. Well, if he does that again, I'll be okay with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because uh, we need this win. Because I mean, team offense. We're second. They New England ranked fourth. And you're talking about. I wouldn't – I can't compare it because I don't I don't follow New England like that. And, I mean, I don't have – I don't have the stats on hand. But this is – this is by far maybe their worst crew. Like their, their worst roster. Yet oh. the chemistry and the discipline or the discipline – Will always prevail over any roster you have, as long as you as long as you're physically able to do what you need to do, or in Bill's case, if you can do your job, we'll win. If you can't, we won't. It's just as simple as that. And he tries to minimize as much as he can to specific areas, so everyone's like a hive mind. 
if you're doing too much worrying about other stuff, that's when everything um, uh, everything starts falling apart, but that's taken care of in practice. You can't do that, then you're off the team. Yeah, it's simple as that. I don't give a good right, look, I don't cra- I don't give a crap if it's your birthday or it's Christmas or it's New Year's Eve. <laughs> if you can't do your job and I don't need you anymore and I got somebody else that can come in and wants a ring with us and probably uh probably willing to take um scraps for money, hey, bring it. Speaking of birthday, yesterday was Sean McVeigh's and Happy birthday. This fat <laughs> this past Sunday was less needs. The one where we just won. I didn't I didn't know that. I didn't know that, but I saw that clip of what you were talking about where he had that eerie feeling, that hollow feeling after the uh wild card round yeah. losing to the Falcons. Like this is th- this wasn't supposed to be the result of our product. No. And it just, about last year. Mm-hmm, and it just yeah. it left a hollow feeling. He was like, I got to fill this up. And I think in his case, in the back of his mind, it's not there. Remember that feeling. Like, it, it's not there. And if you really want to push it, you keep that feeling as full as possible. Or um, you keep that feeling as much as possible. Yeah. Even if you win this. You win this, you get Los Angeles the Lombardi Trophy. Can you keep that to keep that same fire to keep it going? And eventually it becomes hard. It just depends on when. Because you look, see Brady now. Oh, we're underdogs. Nobody believes. Shut up. No, no one, no one believes that. Not necessarily in the AFC, but that's probably the media saying that. And then people who don't necessarily like the uh, Patriots. And their their constant success, but it's all discipline. Well, they're waiting, yeah, they're it, just waiting. They're it's hoping. just waiting. It's like you, the AFC is in line. Like we're not going to be able to move out of the playoffs or the AFC championship until this tandem is gone. Like that's how bad it is, and that's how great there are. Hey, you can't yeah. you can't do anything. Like the I don't like the AFC. I don't like any of the AFC teams except for the Browns, just due to the fact that uh, they're trash. They, they're they're trash, and they went through the uh, the years of suck like us. <laughs> yeah, they did too. And I mean, we would have we would have had a winless season uh, before we got Bradford if it wasn't the um or if it wasn't for the, the Lions. um for we the Browns. Beat the Lions. Oh, we beat the Lions that year. Yeah, well, Oof. remember the Lions were zero and sixteen. They got Stafford the next year. We went 1-15 when we beat the Lions. And it was funny because I don't remember at what point in the game it was. But we were up 3-0. to zero And um, our safety, what the heck was his name? Uh, it'll come to me. He, he got a pick, ran out of the end zone, and ran back in the end zone, got a safety. We were winning 3-2 to two <laughs> at that point against the Lions. And uh, I was, it didn't end that way, but I was like, wouldn't that be the most fitting way for this trash game to end? Yeah. Trash bowl. So, for that dynasty, the only way for that dynasty to end specifically, and you, you can begin to write off the Patriots, is if one of those staff members, one of those two leave, or they miss the playoffs. It's got to be one of those two. Like, um, if Brady retires... Yeah. 
we like, I wouldn't say we write them off, but that's a blow. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what they got. Um, they got the following year. If Belichick leaves, that's a blow. And then we'll see how uh, how that team pans out. Or if Belichick and Brady are still on the team and they just miss the playoffs, you it's got, you can't it's write them be, off completely. No, it's got to be one of those two leaving too. Like if McDaniel's leaves, no one cares. No, but he oh. look, he looks like he he's trying to wait in line for the head coaching spot, which is gonna be awesome because. I hope you Patriots fans, if, if there's any Patriots fans listening, I, I hope you, uh, you're you happy now because all the crap you talked to, like Dallas or the teams that aren't doing good right now, when you say, oh, what you've done in the last 25 years, it's going to be you as soon as Brady and Bill leave. <laughs> yeah. As soon as they leave, they get, I mean, they, they'll probably still make it here and there because their division is still trash unless Darnold Darnold's trash so he ain't doing nothing Josh Allen's trash I mean the the Dolphins are trash they don't have a quarterback they and who's their coach gonna be it's gonna be the the linebacker coach from um New England right divisional sabotage (laughs) I don't care you're grabbing somebody from your your um your division. Your divisional then, leader. You know, not your divisional leader. Your divisional owner. Emperor. <laughs> You're grabbing staff from them. That's divisional sabotage. And then the Jets are like, well, we're just going to grab Adam Gase, even though I think that was an underrated and good move. You can't really do that if you're the Jets in division. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I don't I mean, like uh, those moves. I never liked in division moves. I That's just personally for me. I if I really wanted to do some homework about it, I'd have to I'll have to see who panned out for it. The only player I can think of right now that um stayed in division and had success was Kurt. Uh well But he bounced around the league. He went to the he went to the Giants first. Didn't yeah, he? the Giants. And then yeah. came back to the league so that necessarily or came back to the division so that that sorta of doesn't count. Well, that we used to be in the NFC Central, so. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna talk about it. I'm I'm not gonna talk about anything outside of the season yet, because uh, obviously, yeah, we ain't done yet. I think we ain't done yet. <laughs> Is that on a shirt yet? It's about to Please be. Please tell me that. <laughs> That's on a shirt. Yeah, we might have to rename this podcast. <laughs> uh, we ain't we ain't done. We ain't done yeah. yet. <laughs> uh, real, real quick though, uh, Marvin Lewis went from the Ravens to the Bengals, and while he never won a uh, playoff game, even he took the Bengals from sewer from being the trash of the division. But when the were league. they? When were they good until they had that crucial injury uh, that? Um, you talking about when Carson Palmer got taken out by Von Ohoff? No, 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 no. This was, uh, uh, what was this, AFC Championship game or the divisional round. Uh, well, one of their linemen tore his knee or something like that, and they end up losing the game. Like, because they were the dominant Bengals? back then. The Bengals? Yeah. Um, well, I know Marvin Lewis never won a playoff game. No. So how far back are we going? Right, we're talking about... Uh, Probably the 80s. Oh, I don't know. I wasn't alive yet. <laughs> but, 
it, out outside of that, it's like you you can't pick apart that team. No. And we're McVeigh's tree is starting to look like that. Like Gruden's tree was like legit. You could get somebody from Gruden's tree, but they wanted to do their own thing, and you might get a little bit of success from it. Belichick's tree is like encrypted branches or something like that. There are no seeds. There are no seeds to that tree. Whatever you're picking up off the ground and trying to start your garden with, good luck because good luck trying to decipher that or these people, these staff members under Belichick aren't meant to go out on their own and beat him. You know, Belichick. Hold on, I'm, I'm just gonna call that conference sabotage. Conference sabotage. And why you think we're sending uh, Zach Taylor might be legit? Um, we're sending him cross conference. But yeah, he uh, going hey, Cliff, hey <laughs> McVeigh, put him on. It was like, um, yeah. I'm gonna beat on. Hey, we'll beat on you twice every year until they fire you. Just wait till the Seahawks need a new coach. McVeigh can be like, hey, I got this guy right oh, here. No, hey, start having lunch with, with staff members from ESPN and then. Oh, no. <laughs> head coaching job. And then, <laughs> hey, um, people won't say, but I, I do think, um, what's his name is uh, on the hot seat, Shanahan. He ain't got no more excuses. He is. I mean, was that our first episode was. Tying up that, he's definitely on the hot seat. If, if you don't think he's on the hot seat, then I don't know. Yeah. I think him and um, uh, John Lynch are. So team, and, yeah, so team offense for New England is ranked at fourth. And then passing offense, yeah, they're eighth or fifth. Atlanta beat us? The Bucks are first? Well, they, they, oh, the Bucks had more passing off yards than anybody between Fitzmagic. Yeah. Is that what you're looking at? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Ooh, now that's a that's a scary that's a scary t- statistic. What? That's very scary. <laughs> We're third in rushing, but the only two teams are out of the postseason that that's above us, which is Seattle at first, Baltimore at second. For good reason, because Lamar Jackson um, made up for a bunch of those rushing yards. Worth yeah. third, Carolina's fourth, New England finishes in fifth. Yeah, they got a power run scheme. Yeah, Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle put them on the map, and that's going to be crucial. Well, we need one more. Out of Sue, out of Donald, do your job. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Fowler had a big, a huge game against the Patriots last year in the title game. Yep. You know, if he could come in and, and Ebola could come in and and Littleton, man. Well, the only, we, the only problem with Fowler, at least uh, they got tape on him for that, is the fact that um, – Camara was getting a lot of yards out of that side because Fowler wouldn't follow him. He wasn't designed to follow Camara as much because that was um, Corey Littleton's uh, 
assignment. So, but you can only make up so much ground. What I think is going to be really interesting too, because say what you want about Mike Thomas, and we weren't going to let him go off against us. The Patriots' biggest offensive um, weapons are Gronk and Edelman, right? Yep. Well, our biggest, our, our best defensive, uh, I guess, uh, areas to cover is a big cornerback who likes to get tight ends and our nickel guy in Roby Coleman. So if we could, I mean, you can't just one-on-one both of them all day, but if we could trust them for the most part on, on that, um, you know, to leave on Gronk and uh, Roby Coleman on Edelman, mm-hmm. and if we, if we could just let Peters just do his thing, yeah, because at that point, Peters is probably going to end up being on Hogan. And, I mean, if he can... I mean, I'm talking about we could just say, screw it, two high safeties, tell Peters anything under... I don't care where it's at in the field. Jump it. Anything under 10 yards, 15 yards. Jump it. That's you, baby. So, we'll, we'll see. Uh, if you want to give up your matchups, um, what do you... I'd say just two. I wouldn't make it to three, but that... That's pretty much um, the entire game. But what would be your two key uh, key matchups for the Super Bowl? It's going to be Goff and how he responds to their pressure, so, and how our defense. I'd say stops their Goff run. versus Flowers or Van Noy. Van Noy. Okay. Well, their pass rush. Oh, you wanted individual. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um. Donald versus Donald versus Brady and Goff versus Vanoia. Um, both quarterbacks. Yeah. I'm gonna say John Johnson versus Gronk. I don't think we're gonna put him on Gronk. And Gurley versus uh, Dante. We're not gonna go into predictions because we got next week to go also, like on score. Mm-hmm. But CJ might be the MVP. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are saying that because that's that you don't find that. Like, where where did Sneed go? Like, did Sneed go out out into the you know Bermuda, where he went. into the Bermuda, you know where he went. Bermuda Triangle, <laughs> hopped in the submarine, disappeared um, disappeared from this universe into a parallel universe, and <laughs> found a. Found some type of oracle and and just got the answer for C.J. Anderson to just be available at that time. Look, he went and got Swifty. <laughs> he went to a Krispy Kreme. He saw, you know, the TB12. Well, we got the C.J. 5000, <laughs> the 5000 calorie method. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh I, listen, the stars aligned, and when stuff like that starts happening, you start believing. Yeah, because you you don't get given that, and the new the new NFL, or I wouldn't say the new NFL, but the new position of the NFL over the past decade, we saw the tight end turn into the uh, um the slot the slot receiver, like the exploitive receiver. If you're at that good spot where your weight can get you to block people, but you can also catch out of the um, um, catch downfield, you're you're an exploit that a defense can't evolve to. 
It's like you can't necessarily evolve to that unless you got a linebacker um, who can take he's care gotta, of that. But he's got to be an all-world, yeah. you know. So and It's not guys like that don't grow on trees. No, neither do the tight ends that they have now, but they're just using really big wide receivers to take care of that. So yep. now the new evolution of position is the nickelback. Like, you don't... The fullback has turned into the nickelback, which is you're receiving uh, you're receiving running back. So you need two. You still need the bruiser. You still need a power run type of game. So the Patriots always had that. They've always had that one-two punch. But because of the fact that the power run game was... It wasn't really needed in the AFC with with the way that teams were built and the way that teams um, game plan for the Patriots. They always it was it was the nickelback first, then the power back. And now it's the other way around. Like Gurley was our our Swiss Army knife. Yeah, and do it all. We knew we couldn't do that. You're you're not gonna pay this dude all this money. And then just try to uh, bury him into the ground. Like you, you, you want to get your money's worth. You don't want him. You want him deteriorating because of age, not not getting yeah, beat up with four hundred four hundred carries yeah, a year. Twenty seven years old. Yeah. So already done. If you can, if you can preserve that and turn him like Kamara is probably gonna have a long. Uh, if he stays the way that he is, I mean, outside of the concussions that he gets, um, he could have a long career from where he is. Yeah, I hope he gets that head right because he wasn't the same after uh, was it Jalen uh, Smith took his soul. Yeah, he tattooed him, but he he always um, it almost seemed like he almost he always gets a concussion against the Falcons, like. Somebody just cracks him on that team. Yeesh. It was almost like uh, the Fal- when the Falcons and Saints play, it's not as bad, but it feels like a Bengals-Steelers game. If you know, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what like, you're talking about. The Steelers and Bengals out there trying to kill each other in, in careers or and stuff. Anytime you play Seattle. <laughs> that too. We might, uh, we might end up having stuff like that years to come if P. Uh, P. Carroll – P. Carroll sticks around, but Kamara could have a long career at that position. He he put the position I wouldn't say he put the position on the map for the NFC, but it looked very good with him and uh, Ingram as a one-two punch. And the Panthers gotta get somebody for uh, McCaffrey. McCaffrey. That's why no one can understand why they got rid of C.J. Anderson. <laughs> Season was over and they didn't want to pay him? That, that's the only thing I could think of. Maybe. I, it doesn't make maybe, any sense because, maybe I Maybe mean, they didn't like where his weight was. That, too. It could be something that simple. And the Panthers don't run a zone blocking scheme anyways. They're a power blocking scheme. So, they run the old, like, Jeff, Jeff Fisher's old offense. So, it's... I don't know. It never made sense for them to sign him, anyways. Yeah. So if they're gonna, they're gonna. Well, no, 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 no. no. Okay, I understand. Their power back is Cam. Cam. 
so they didn't need him. They had two. Well, Cam might sit now they're, gonna, next they're year. learning. They're learning the hard way. This is what happens when you use your quarterback as a power back. Now his shoulders all messed up, and he just had surgery, oh. and apparently he could end up sitting out the 2019 season. Yeah. So durability, you. It's unfortunate, but that, unless you churn out rookies, <laughs> hey, bring them in for two years, beat them up, and send them on their way. I mean, that was Snead and Fisher's M.O. for the first couple of years, right? Draft a fifth-round rookie and then have one good year of production because, uh, was it uh, Trent Richardson? Was that his name? No. Uh, I know exactly yeah. who you're talking about. It went with Richardson. Mason. And then it went with Zach Stacy. But yeah, but Daryl Richardson was the oh, first. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Daryl Richardson. He was actually kind of fast, but he was still yeah. I think he was five ten, but yeah, you get a burst and mm-hmm. burn. You, he was burning through running backs, and that's a crucial position to have when it comes to uh, chemistry with your quarterback, because that's your last line of defense for blocking linebackers. Yeah. So, but we were we were just for three straight years. I mean, we had Jackson around, kinda, at the end of his career. But it was Trey Mason, Zach Stacy. He's just churning out fifth round running backs. Sorry, ra- wrapping this up, talking about New England and stuff. Uh, leading up, I mean, we still got press conferences to look at, and then that whole. Uh, I think media day already went through, but I think it's the Monday after this week where they. Uh, where they're at the stadium already, uh, at the stadium already, in the podiums and stuff, um, yeah. or not the podiums, the booths, talking left and right. When we get to that, you want to wait until next week in order to do uh, predictions, predictions and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Let's make our five listeners wait a week. <laughs> <laughs> we're growing, man. We're growing. Just advertisement, and I don't you know want to do it, it through talking crap on Twitter. Nah, nah. That's bad PR because I, I, I can guarantee you, hey, if we were on Saints forums right now, we, we could get like 500, 500 listeners and stuff, but it'd be all hate yeah, for what, I mean, three days? And then, then they'll just yeah, go back. and then back to the dungeon of the offseason? Pretty much, talking about mock drafts and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I don't even have a mock draft yet. I've, I've I'm not. I'm not even thinking about any not even of that. Close. No. No. Nope. Too superstitious for that type of crap. Yes, sir. All right. Well, we're wrapping this bad boy up then. Freaking. Uh, I guess Ramley on three, right? Yeah. No. 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 Super Bowl on three. Super Bowl. One, two, One, three. Two, three. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. <laughs>